Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees and anyone interested in child health. I'm Asim, one of the presenters for Dragon Bites and one of the trainees here in Wales. This week we're going to be continuing our interview with Dr Geraint Morris, the head of school of paediatrics in Wales. And he was telling us previously about his experiences being the head of the school so far. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, it's probably worth going back to have a listen to that first. Anyway, let's get started. Um, something else that you did speak about briefly when 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 we uh, first started talking about your role as head of school is um is about uh, the feedback you get from trainees um and um, and how you factor that into things so i was just wondering you know when when you're making decisions or perhaps having to introduce a change how do you get perspective how do you incorporate the perspectives of trainees when making these decisions that's a really good question thank you asim um so trainee feedback is obviously extremely important in improving uh, the lot of trainees in Wales and improving the standard of training in Wales. So how do we get feedback? Well, um, there are two trainee representatives in Wales and obviously Asim, you were one of them in in, in the last couple of years. Um, But we have um, two trainees who are trainee representatives in South Wales and two in North Wales as well. And we tend to sort of arrange it so that the uh, the two trainees in each part of, of Wales look after, you know, the, ju- the junior trainees, maybe ST1 to 3, and then the senior trainees, ST4 to ST8 or ST7, as it will be, after Progress Plus. Um, so, so that um, there's a clear line of communication then between the trainee and the trainee rep. And those trainee reps are also members of the specialty training committee. Um, so your representatives as trainees will come to those meetings and give us a report and important feedback from the, the trainees themselves. I also have a direct link with uh, the trainee representatives as well. So they're um, welcome to come to me at any point if there is an urgent query. I sort of have an open door to, to that. And so do the training program directors, uh, Gillian Body and Helen Moore in South and North Wales, respectively. Um, so, and we have a good dialogue between us. I'm just about setting up some regular meetings now with the trainee representatives as well, um, so that um, we can sort of iron out feedback issues before maybe they get uh, to that higher level and, and there's an early recognition of them rather than just hearing about them for the first time in the formal meetings kind of thing. So. Um, we're going to set up uh, regular meetings with all of the trainee reps uh, in Wales now that um, all, all the posts have been filled. Having said that, uh, there's a North Wales post which is currently unfilled, but I think there's quite a good amount of interest uh, in, in uh, the, the, the trainee represent, representative post in, in, in North Wales as well. So um, that's all good. Um, Obviously, there will be feedback that comes from the trainees via their own supervisors as well. Uh, so if the trainee raises something with uh, the, the supervisor, which needs to be escalated maybe to the local program director 
in a particular training unit, then there is also opportunity for the local program director to feedback to me or to the um, organization as a whole through the specialty training committee. Um, and we've set up meetings in between the uh, specialty training committee for local program directors as well to get together and share good practice across Wales. So that's something that we've um, started uh, over the course of the last year so that um, LPDs or local program directors do not feel kind of isolated, that they have plenty of opportunity to share um, good ideas and um, solutions to problems in those meetings in between the STC uh, committee meetings as well. And then, of course, you've got the, 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 the surveys as well. So the GMC Junior Doctors um, Survey and the End of Post Evaluation Forms, all of those um, come into HEIW and they're analysed by the quality team. So we have a quality lead on the STC and um, concerns are taken up um, by um, the, the quality team as well. And uh, we have the ability to see themes Sometimes it's a little bit frustrating not knowing what lies behind some of the comments and the, the, the replies that are, are made in those surveys um, because the, the detail just isn't there. But if there are themes coming through, then we can uh, tackle those themes in particular units and organize targeted visits and, and things like that. So, um, so, so that's that. And then that brings me on to the visits as well. So um, I undertook a visit to one of the North Wales hospitals a few months ago and it was really good uh, to, ha to have the opportunity to speak directly to trainees in units where there had been previous concerns about training and in this particular instance I was really pleased to see that training had really improved in that particular unit and that was a really nice thing to see uh, as well. It was nice to meet the trainees, to hear of their good experience and to hear of the, the, the turnaround in that particular unit's performance. So. Those are the main means by which we get trainee feedback, and uh, you know we can we can act on them when there are specific things uh, that are raised as well. So hopefully that's uh, that's pretty clear as well. That's brilliant. Thank you, Gary. So uh, what, what I was hoping to move on to next, and certainly um, the, the last question from me before I, I pass back to Reb. Uh, so you've been working in this role for a year now. How have you found working as the head of school? Well, I've really enjoyed it, um, Asim, thank you very much. I'm still on a learning curve. I'm really grateful for um, other members of the team who are really experienced and um, have given me a lot of good advice, really. So, um, so for instance, Gillian Boddy, who's the training programme director for, for South Wales, she's, um, she's been in that post for several years now and knows the training programme like the back of her hand. Uh, and she's been a fantastic uh, colleague to have. And then also Helen, who is the TPD for North Wales. Uh, she's a relatively recent appointment, same as me, uh, but she's been a great source of um, support and advice as well. I'm really grateful for the STC and the LPDs across Wales. We've got a full STC complement at the moment. Everyone is in post, so it's um, hopefully going to be nice and stable for the next uh, year or two anyway. And all of them are really highly motivated uh, people in terms of... Um, wanting the best for trainees and trainers in, in Wales. There obviously have been quite a few tricky situations to deal with, but hopefully they've been resolved to most people's uh, satisfaction. Um, and um, I've kind of hopefully presented a, 
a human face to um, some of the rather daunting um, formal uh, structure that exists around training. Um, so I've I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Asim. I absolutely agree, Garen. I think trainees often just take for granted that there's there's a program in place for them and that perhaps it's an unknowable structure. But I think you've really helped explain how things are working behind the scenes and the amount of thought and effort that goes into making the program as, as good as it can possibly be. So that, that's been very helpful. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to just pass back to Rev now. Thank yeah. you, Asim. I think um, sometimes also as a trainee, it's just easy to forget you feel like you're on like a just you're in the training pathway and like you say you forget that there's lots of stuff that goes into sorting out our training um yeah. Yeah. but i think um we've we've touched a little bit on um on what i wanted to ask you about next um but we have a variety of listeners um, some people like myself who are earlier on in their training, um, other people that aren't in training and um, others that are coming towards the end. And um, I was just wondering um, why, obviously what you do is a lot of leadership and management and it sounds like you were doing a lot of that that kind of led you into doing this role. Um, why is it important as trainees that we get involved in leadership and management as part of our training? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, number one, if you if you do something like that, then it, it does add a different element to your work that you might well enjoy. Um, so it adds value to your work and adds a little bit of quality to your, your, your training. Um, obviously, taking part in leadership and management opportunities helps to build up your skills and it builds your reputation amongst your colleagues as well, not just your trainee colleagues, but um, your, your senior colleagues as well. So all of, all of those things really matter, uh, I think, in, in, in the, 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 the progress of a, of a trainee. But I think most of all, one has to ask, well, what is the point? What was the purpose of training? in paediatrics and of course the, the main purpose is for everyone to become consultants and in Wales we do need consultants who are willing and able to kind of shoulder the burden uh, that the post of consultant involves and that post can be quite stressful uh, obviously at times um, but also consultants need to be leaders and inspire their own trainees in turn um, and lead services that can are going to be that that will have to um, offer a high standard of service to the, the general population so part of that is obviously fostering a mindset um, of leadership in in um, even from early on in, in in training so i would say it's really important for trainees to sort of dip their toe in um, any kind of leadership opportunity that presents itself to them and to actively seek them out as well and not be afraid of taking on a little bit of extra responsibility um, even if it means stretching yourself a little bit uh, to do that so i would say those are the main reasons why it's important um, and you know when you do 
take on the, these additional challenges, then meeting that challenge and overcoming difficulties can itself be very rewarding as well. So maybe that's what I would say in response to that question, Rebecca. Thank you for that. Like while you were saying all of that, I just kept thinking about recent conversations I'd had with some consultants. And again, I guess it's just blind, not not blindly going in to training, but um, forgetting like just how much management stuff comes with being a consultant. Like we're on this training pathway and you, um, in your mind, it's easy to be like, well, we'll get into the clinical point. And then when you're a consultant, it's great. I'll be doing, you know, I'll, I'll still be doing this clinical stuff, but there's a lot of management and leadership stuff that comes with being a consultant. So we need to try and foster that early on so that yeah. it's a habit. It's not like a sudden shock when you post CCT and you're like, oh gosh, I've got to like try and do all this managerial stuff as well. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. No, okay. uh, um, and kind of on that note, um, for trainees who are now listening to this and thinking, oh gosh, I haven't really haven't got any managerial roles or I'm really interested in it, but I, I don't really know um, what to do. Have you got any advice as to how they can help develop their CVs and their experience to help them get into these um, man- leadership and managerial type um, of roles? Yeah. Of course, yeah, another really good question. Um, so... I think there are always opportunities to take part in events and activities that enhance um, the career opportunities of a trainee and their their CVs. From the smallest scale things right up to you know um, big big things. So and there are plenty of opportunities in Wales specifically, I would say, for trainees to get involved. So you know even from the smallest things like you could ask if you could share a grand round or you could lean, lead uh, some kind of handover ward round um, or lead a, an improvement initiative in, in a department, even at a, a very small scale. You could join something that's already uh, established within a department. Uh, so maybe an improvement initiative. Um, you could join the QI team and undertake some QI training uh, in order to qualify yourself for that, which is readily available now on uh, an e-learning basis, maybe writing up an interesting case or um, organizing some teaching in your department, uh, organizing a, a teaching afternoon, maybe um, locally or even on an all Wales basis, there is a fantastic opportunity to do that uh, given the AWEN uh, facility that we have. Um, obviously, rotor management is something that's always brought up as a, an opportunity for trainees to be involved with but uh, maybe joining the rotor management team uh, would be a, a possible uh, foot into that kind of uh, activity if you're not sure about how to run uh, the rotor um, we've mentioned junior senior meetings and maybe offering to chair one of those meetings with support from your educational supervisor or from the lpd would also be uh, a good opportunity to to, to have some leadership um, roles and I think, again, there are, there are groups within Wales who can help 
the trainees um, with with all of this. So we have the REN group, W-R-E-N, um, which uh, hopefully you, you you might have heard about. This is a, a mainly trainee-led initiative uh, where uh, trainees who are already experienced in uh, things like uh, audit, QI, and research activity can give support to trainees in getting involved in those activities. In fact, um, I'm collaborating with the REN group to organize a, a, a training day just in a couple of days time uh, on uh, on Wednesday called the public and publication and presentation study day uh, so this this is something that I'm hoping that we will offer maybe annually um, so that will help uh, trainees not just to take part in original work but to capitalize on that by publishing and presenting their works uh, the, 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 the work that they do, maybe in uh, local meetings, but also in, in um, wider organizational meetings like the RCPCH uh, meetings, but also here in Wales, our Welsh Paediatric Society meeting. So it's always great to see trainees getting involved in those meetings and presenting their, their work as well. So loads of opportunities, both at local and national level, uh, I would say, um, but you know, the important thing is being open to those opportunities and maybe if you have time and inclination to do it, then just think about it and stretch yourself to uh, get involved in those activities as and when the opportunities arise. I, um, I guess I hadn't thought of some of those smaller things as leadership. Like I and management, I, I think some of those some of the smaller things that of course we do like daily in our jobs, I just hadn't yeah. thought. So that's really helpful. Thank you for making me yeah. think of things that we we do that actually yeah. do show signs of leadership. And am I am I right in thinking in Wales? But there's um, this is obviously a bit more extreme on the leadership end. But do we have um leadership fellow posts? We, we do indeed, and that obviously provides opportunities for um, taking a little bit of time out of um, you know, the busyness of um, paediatric training and maybe concentrating on one particular aspect um, in, in full then. So again, that's a great opportunity, and I'm glad you mentioned it, Rebecca. Um, so those posts are open to all trainees as well as other opportunity of, uh, opportunities, of course, to undertake some specific training in the context of an out-of-program experience. So um, you can take some time out of your training program to either undertake additional training or specialist training, or just some additional experience in a field that you would like to um, maybe uh, taste for um, you know, six months or a year uh, in the first instance. So. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, and uh, it reminded me of uh, the specific uh, opportunities that trainees have to t take time out of their uh, training program and concentrate on, on one particular aspect for a short time before returning. That's yeah, that's amazing. There's so many different avenues to go down, isn't there? Um, yeah. Before um, I. Um, Go on to the like last sort of question. Um, I just wanted to check if Asim, is there anything that we've been chatting about that's brought up any extra thoughts or questions? Because um, 
it would be weird to end on a do you have any last words for trainees without and then asking a question again later on uh, no, th th thanks for, for checking um reb no i, 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 I while i was listening to Geraint, i was thinking about when i was an st2 and i took on the rotor coordinator role for the for the shos for a year um, and it's, you know, it's a burden and it's a lot of work to do and it's a very thankless role, but you do develop a lot of really useful skills that I still use to now, you know, till this day, like how to, how do you gently tell someone that something isn't possible, <laughs> um, you know, in, in a way that's helpful and supportive. It's, you learn a lot of really useful skills when you take on these seemingly minor roles and they seem like they seem like thankless tasks at the time, but by the time you walk out of them the other side, you have learned a lot of really useful skills. So um, I, I, I'm probably going to cut all of that out of the final edit. It was just the, it was just what I was thinking about when Gary was talking about that. I was like, yeah, I think I learned a lot doing an F, as, uh, you know, working as an ST2 rotor coordinator. No, I think you should include it as it, Nassim. It's, uh, that was a really valuable thing to say, I think, because coming from a, tr a trainee like yourself as well, I think... It would be helpful to hear that. Oh, if you say to keep it in, yeah, right, I will do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, all of this has been really interesting, by the way. Um, so thank you. Um, mm -hmm. right, uh, before we um, bring things to a close, I just wanted to you know we've, we've obviously covered quite a lot, you know, the, the different roles and uh, responsibilities you have with your head of school job and what brought you to do it um, and we've gone through a bit about um, how trainees can uh, get involved and develop their own skills in management and who knows who might who's listening someone might end up being uh, head of school in many many years to come we're not I'm not not suggesting we kick you out of your role yet Dr Morris um, <laughs> but um, do you have any um last words of advice for any trainees that might be listening to this podcast well i think I, I i kind of mentioned a couple of things already haven't i i suppose but um i think you know maybe the the, the best thing i could say is to try to get into each and every post that you do um rather than um you know, remaining on the periphery uh, of, of the post and, and trying to get into um a subject or a topic means that um, you have to do a little bit of reading, I think, and some background work. And you will find, I think, that the more you put into something, the more you'll get out. That's something my father used to uh, tell me when I was a boy. And I used to think, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's a, a maxim that stayed with me all of my working life, really. If you um, shy away from things uh, and do the minimum possible, then that's never satisfying. Whereas if you put in a little bit of extra effort, even if it means going away and reading something quickly for a few minutes during the course of a busy day, then that will add a lot of value and you will get a lot more out of your post uh, as a result. So, you know, we've, we've talked about the kind of more of the extracurricular things. And, you know, I think this particular podcast is part of the Dragon Bites series, and Dragon Bites itself represents an initiative where a trainee uh, or a group of trainees have uh, managed to do something outside of the box, which has added value uh, to their work. So this isn't the result of a trainee doing the minimum, 
this itself uh, is an example of a great initiative um, brought about by trainee and trainee, uh, trainee and trainees um, doing that extra bit of legwork um, that uh, brings value and shows initiative and shows leadership as well. And you know, I'm sure Asim um, and, and Rebecca, uh, you would agree that you get a lot, a lot out of drag, Dragon Bites. Um, and uh, it's been a, a big learning experience for you as well. So I know that uh, all of the podcasts that I've listened to have been great. So that's just one example, really, practically, of, of what I'm saying. But I think that would be the bottom line. Um, put as much as you can into each post and each learning opportunity. Um, and uh, try not to be the person who does the minimum uh, and tries to get away with that kind of thing. Um, the more you get it, the more you put in, the more you get out. Thank you so much, Dr. Morris. Like this chat has been so valuable, and thank you for saying such nice things about um, dragon bites. I think um, I can speak for the uh, quite a few of the dragon bites team that we all really enjoy um, recording these and getting to chat to people like yourself to just learn more and learn about things that we wouldn't have. So thank you for coming to chat to us today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for asking me. And I just wanted to say thank you again to Dr. Geraint Morris for joining us and to Dr. Rebecca Jones for helping host this episode. Hopefully that's given a lot of you a bit of a better understanding about what's happening behind the scenes at um, a school of paediatrics. I just wanted to put in another plug again for our Patreon. So if you're a listener of Dragon Bites and you really enjoy the content we're putting out there and would like to help support the channel in producing more of this content and covering our costs, please consider donating to us via our Patreon account that you can find at www.patreon.com forward slash Dragon Bites. There's a link to that on our website as well. If we end up making more money than we need to cover our costs, then we'll be donating any excess money to the charity Tea Havan in Wales. I just wanted to say on that note, thank you very much to Dr. Catherine Simpson, who's our first top tier Patreon donator, and we really appreciate the help you're offering us. Anyway, that's all for this week. Join us again next week for another episode of Dragon Bites.